etse yani ben kalkarım onun 20 topladığı yerde 200 bin toplarım. Onun 100 bin topladığı yerde ben partim olarak 1 milyon insan toplarım. This is an official threat from our prime minister. Bizim devlet idaresindeki ana programımız Cumhuriyet Halk Partisi programı. Bunun kapsadığı prensipler idarede ve siyasette bizi aydınlatıcı ana hatlar. Fakat bu prensipleri yapsanındı sanılan kitapların doğmalarıyla asla bir tutmamalıdır. Biz ilhamlarımızı yoktan ve davetten değil doğrudan doğruya hayattan almış bulunuyoruz. Milk on WNY.org. It is 8 past 9 p.m. right now. You mean a little bit more than 9 pa- past 8? Yes. Do you want to introduce the show um, tonight? Yeah, today is 10th of November, on Kasım. Uh, in U.S. time, though, I think we are a little bit past the Turkish time and tonight we're going to do um, a tribute to Kemal Pasha, Mustafa Kemal Atatürk it's his uh, 75th death anniversary yeah it's um, it's emotional as always um, at 9 past 5 a.m. in 10th of November he passed away 1938 yeah and since then every day in Istanbul and in Turkey every a- time it's 10th of November yeah every 10th of November 5 past 9 is when everything stops people have what do you call it in English like a commemorating maybe? I think like a stand for respect yes yeah, and for they respect. stop their cars they stop the boats on the bridge as well and they stand up you know and then I, we're trying to get close to that feeling and uh, we're going to try to do our best to remember him and you know we have some emotional songs some political songs 
Yeah, they're quite heavy, so be prepared to listen to it as diligently as possible. Open your ears. Yeah, as we spoke with each other tonight, um, we're not going to play any funk, um, rock, any, anything loud. We have some classical, Western classical music, Turkish classical music, some uh, Turkish? Azerbaijani music. Some jazz and some uh, other cinematic Turkish. music. So it's all to sort of create the feeling of uh, respect and after a sort of a rebellion against what's happening in Turkey now yeah, with uh, it's, Erdogan. Um, more than Ataturk's death, I think it's the times we realize, you know, um, um, a leadership, how important is a, is a leadership and uh, is you have control over everything, you know. Um, the other day, um, I was talking to my very good friend, Jamil, and uh, we were discussing what, it's, what to say in this show. And I said, you know, I'm going to compare uh, the two leaders, the leader of the Tur- uh, Turkish Republican right now, uh, Erdogan, and, and um, Atatürk. And I said, you know, uh, we're going to compare the dictatorships. And he got very mad when I said the word dictatorship and we had like a two hour conversation about you know I had those conversations what also. you call a dictator and then dictator is not a label that you should put on uh, when you're talking about Atatürk and I think he's right you know if someone else said to me like uh, you know that dictator you had like to you know when you finished off Ottoman Empire that he was pretty cool like I'd be like why did you say dictatorship you know but um, I think it's not about dictating anything. It's about having control over everything. And at that time, Ataturk, um, you know, had control over everything with um, not only votes, but with efforts of everyone, you know. Um, so I think it's... And he also, um, um, in 23rd of April... He, he opened the parliament um, and he founded the republic and, and that's a very uh, important day for us mm-hmm. like it's not like a dictatorship that he wants to control everything it's not like a power abuse of the power he's um, what he did was like to create an environment in a post-war uh, Turkey yeah, right, yeah. and we're talking about Turkey you know after all the wars and that was hard and I think um, it would have been better if there was another person, you know, that Atatürk, like, if, after a while, if you could go, you know, okay, I did this, this, this, I'm an army person, you know, and then I leave the torch to you now. If there was a person at that time that he could do that, he would do it. Yeah, and that's why the revolutions couldn't really hold on. And I so think long. that's why he died so early as well, you know, like his way of life, it was very different and very, I, I don't know, melancholic. Even controversial. Yeah. But yes, I mean. Um, com- and the, you're listening to Lion's Milk. Lion's Milk, milk is Raku and, and the guy died from Raku and cigarettes. You know what I mean? Cedars. <laughs> yeah.
cirrhosis. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll go on to talk more about our current situation in Turkey and what happened with Gezi, the protests that happened in the summer. And how different it is from the Arab Spring. Yeah. And uh, how different then it's from the revolution of those times. Again, this is WNY.org. This is a special show for 10th of November for S- Atatürk. Stick around if you want to learn something about Turkish history, huh?
Okay, what you're listening to is Özdemir Erdoğan on the famous Take 5 and the next song uh, will be Debrubek himself performing in the movie of um, Clint Eastwood's a blues documentary and uh, Clint Eastwood asks him what's blues and that's what he plays, you know, Dave Brubeck. So if you're thinking about this song and thinking about Dave Brubeck who also passed away, you know, the next song you'll see his performance like like in the last two years before he passed away and it's very, I think it's significant because it carries his uh, own emotions.
This is the blues and kind of the spiritual.
üç perdelik bir sahnedir. Bizler de ortada This is Tanjo Khan and he also died from drinking too much rakı and smoking too much cigarettes. Birinci perde çocuk yılları Unutulmaz hatıraları Hep güleriz, hep eğleniriz Hayat umursanmaz, yarın aldırılmaz Birinci perde çocuk yılları Unutulmaz hatıraları Hep güleriz, hep eğleniriz Hayat umursanmaz, yarın aldırılmaz Sonra gelir gençlik yılları Gençlikle başlar o aşk yılları Hayat pembe, her yer çiçekli Yarınlar yalnız, biraz endişeli İkinci perde aşk yıllarımız Ömür boyunca hep hatırlarız Perde sonunda başlar mesuliyet Bu perdede duyulur hayattan şikayet Son perde çok acıklıdır inan Bilir bunu hayatta yaşayan Sevdiklerin, benimsediklerin Kaybolurlar bir gün Göçüp bu dünyadan Son perde çok acıklıdır inan Bilir bunu hayatta yaşayan Sevdiklerin, benimsediklerin Kaybolurlar bir gün Bu dünyadan
Biralar soğuk mu dedim Dedi ki normal Peki ya havalar Vallahi gayet normal İşler dedim Gidişler dedim Hepsi normal Peki dedim ya sen Ben dedi ki normal Peki biz ikimiz Vallahi gayet normal Halimiz dedim Ne dese beğenirsin Normal Hemen Nedir bu normal hmm, Canım sıkıldı artık Yoksa ben miyim anormal Peki dedim ya Türkiye Dedi normal ya AB diye sordum Dedi çok normal Peki ya ABD Dedi ki normal Peki dedim ya DGM Dedi ki normal Ya o hal o kadar Bilmem normal Peki GAP, ZAP, Hasan Keyif Hepsi normal Nedir bu normal hmm, Canım sıkıldı artık Yoksa ben miyim anormal Peki dedim ya medya Rütük dedim normal Ya reklamlar Rating Valla gayet normal Yahu hiç mi ikinci yok dedim Dedi ki normal Peki ya trafik katliam Dedi normal Ya susurluk kamyon Valla gayet normal Yine kaybettik dedim Dedi ki normal Nedir bu normal? Hmm, canım sıkıldı artık. Yoksa ben miyim anormal? Hmm, biri anlatsın hemen. Nedir bu normal? Hmm, canım sıkıldı artık. Yoksa ben miyim anormal? Olayları teokratik açıdan göreceksiniz böyle bir 
eğitim anlayışınız olacak ya da layık anlayış olacak. Karma ekonomi gibi hem İslamcı hem layık anlayış olmaz. Ya layıklık ya İslamcılık. Eğitim bu. Din sömürüsünü affetmiyor halk. Bu çok önemli bir olgu, çok önemli bir sonuç, çok önemli bir gerçektir. Tarihten bıktı, o bile bir taraf olmadı. İdeolojide Kuvayi Milliyet'ten bağımsızlık ülkesi, eğitimde köy emsileri. İki hedef bu. Bir şarkı çalmadı Hiç olmadı Hangi iktidar din sömürüsüne dayanmış Mutlaka yıkılmış Her şartini de Sanıdık bir şarkı çalmadı Mustafa Kemal ve Düşün arkadaşları laisizmi benimsediler. Köy enstitüleri olayını bu süreç içinde değerlendirmek gerekir. Köy enstitüleri kırklı yılların başında çıktı. Kırklı yılların ortalarına ve sonlarına doğru kapatıldı, yıkıldı. Niçin? Çünkü Türkiye 40'lı yıllarda da bir yol ayrılmaktaydı. Dünyada büyük bir savaş yaşanmaktaydı. Nasyonel sosyalist rejimlerle, Marksist rejimler ve Burjuva demokrasileri arasında, bunların orduları arasında sıcak savaş yaşanıyordu. Türkiye bu sıcak savaşta bu savaşa katılmama siyaseti gütmekteydi. Ve bir çeşit duyarlı siyasetle iki tarafın gelişiminde izlemekteyiz. Ve bir denge politikası izliyor. Halk affetmiyor. Din sömürüsünü affetmiyor halk. Bu çok önemli bir olgu, çok önemli bir sonuç, çok önemli bir gerçektir. din sömürüsüne dayanmış mutlaka yıkılmıştır. Her kim ki din sömürüsünü kullanır bir süre yararlı olur belki. Ama sonunda mutlaka seçim sandığında yenilgiye uğrar. Nice mevsim, nice toprak, sen bozulum cinayet olmadı.
sömürüsüne dayanmış, mutlaka yıkılmıştır. Din sömürüsünü affetmiyor halk. Bu çok önemli bir olgu, çok önemli bir sonuç, çok önemli bir gerçektir. İdeolojide Kuvayi Milliyet an bağımsızlık ilkesi, eğitimde köy enstitüleri. İki hedef bu. inandık. Bulanmadık bilendik. Geldik. Gönlüm senin esirin Kalbim senindir yar, kalbim senindir. İnsaf öyle hoş sözler, beni geldindir yar, beni geldindir. Söyle nedir bu edalar, bu iş ve bu naz? Keder bir gün. Bu güzellik sene de kalmaz. Yalgızam yalgız, yalgızam yalgız. Gel beni mühnete o da salan vefasız. Adalar, bu iş ve bu naz keder bir gün bu güzellik sene de kalmaz. Başı dumandır aman Allah yar Yine dumandır Hayırlı gün ölümden Mene yamandır yar Mene yamandır Söyle nedir bu edalar Bu iş ve bunlar Vallahi kız bu güzellik sene de kalmaz Yalgızam yalgız Yalgızam yalgız Gel beni mehnete 
Alright, you're listening to Lion's Milk on WNY.org. And um, this is the special show you're dedicating to our father, Turk Atatürk. Because it's uh, 10th of November and it's the date when he passed away in 1938. And uh, we wanted to create a sort of uh, mood for that, sort of playing songs that would be, in a political sense, meaningful, but also playing songs that has emotional heaviness to them, I think. So yes, um, we wanted to talk about, first, how we opened up the show we let five minutes go with a track, a sort of very ambient track from El Pierre, The Grief That Does Not Speak. And uh, we sort of let one minute for respect for Atatürk. And after we went on with a very short public speech from first the president right now of Turkey, Erdogan. And after Atatürk and we saw well, if you were listening to it at that point how he was uh, his speech was meant to depolarize our society in the events of uh, Gezi Park protests and he was really in the sense officially threatening the people who are in different agreement who is essentially liberal and who wants the secularism back in Turkey whereas right now it's been before I mean it's been 12 years or 11 years that the government right now is in power and their political way of doing this was slowly implementing and inducing the population that Islam should be the sort of a way to direct the direct the public in order to get their votes and after um, create their own wealth and uh, and I think that's where the important aspect like people don't get this he's playing this uh, you know with lib- liberal uh, neo-muslim that's what they call yeah, it the populist the, speech it's just to gain votes and then uh, to play on people they know uh, how they p- people feel uh, about uh, the religion they play off that and it's like you would you would imagine um, a Middle Eastern you know leader who's you know a conservative in Islamic sense to be you know more productive in economy, but this guy is just like using this on yeah, just I for mean, uh, gaining votes. This religion thing, like mosques are going back and saying like, how do we create uh, you know? a person like this with an agenda that's being prosecuted you know it's very surprising for everyone the education is is being transformed completely and uh, sort of education that was in during the 1940s what we called well 30s which were sort of the village institutes that were meant to also educate the 
uh, educate young Pop. people to become teachers. Exactly. So they would teach in not just like and academic the, sense. Anatolia but in the eastern Turkey. I mean, it, it's been a while we've lost them. But slowly, it's, it's, I don't want to wholly put the transformation of Turkey to Islam and to sort of a conservative sense to the, par- the government in power right now. It's been, it started before with coup d'etat in 1980 with all the privatizations going on with the economy and the, again, freedom of speech. Everybody was sort of forced to just shut their mouths. But still, Gezi protests really represented this sort of a I had enough attitude of the Turkish people that were in Istanbul mostly but in other cities as well because Erdogan really did start to intervene directly into pub the, the way people live one of the first things uh, that just after prece- that preceded the Gezi protest were the alcohol adjustments what was the threat after 10 a.m. 10 a.m. 10 p.m. Sorry. After 10 p.m., you wouldn't be able to sell alcohol, in, uh, and the advertisement the of the alcohol was banned. Yeah, if you had like a which are one of the like top three basketball teams is called FS Pilsen. Uh, th- they changed the name. They had to change the name because it's uh, FS Pilsen is the beer company, and they were sponsoring for years and years and years. You know, even when the bosses changed, they wouldn't agree. Like if to put your alcohol name on a basketball team they couldn't change that you know because it was a culture and it was a good team they, it, they were getting good transfers from uh, a lot of same with festivals he, FS had uh, the FS One Love Festival had to be the whole sponsorship just fell down but and th- FS is not even like a strong beer people don't get drunk <laughs> off FS you know it's like a nice pilsner for a Mediterranean I can't believe it's gotten that far you know it's pretty cool I but again the universities are being absorbed by by the people close to the government. The the deans of the universities are slowly being drifted away. Same with the business people that are that, are, that have very much power over the economy. They they cannot manage their businesses if they don't. I side think with I think government. talking about Gezi and in Taip, the most important th- thing in in uh, anyone country is is media you know you get your Definitely. news from media and um, I'll let Sarjan say what Gezi did to the media but Tayyip before then uh, before the Gezi protests in Istanbul Tayyip um, you know took control over the uh, most majority majority of the mainstream media and therefore it not showing a lot of stuff that would you know intervene with the economy not just that but like um people's votes yeah anything that contradicts with their ideology was sort of very much repressed i mean starting with exactly what you just said the mainstream media but also people who just wrote what they thought and even very popular uh, social media like uh, twitter and facebook including falsal side that was before gezi of course but writers and journalists of course are always repressed still in, in prison and all the Argonacon cases and everything really account for this and there it's an auto censorship in a way I mean we see we see many much m- many journalists being of course oppressed and we, we can even name them but also people who are not clearly in, in detainment right now 
maybe they would have written something about what they really thought but it's it's really out of the there is a you know it's a fear fear imperialism that's happening in Turkey the now the fear comes from um, this huge this huge media company uh, it's called Doğan Ayşe it's the last name of Aydın Doğan uh, and Doğan um, Ayşe Doğan company got fined over 6 billion Four, Turkish there it's not 6 billion like 400 uh, million now what what is 400 million it was ridiculous it was so expensive it was more than what their company worth and then um, it was all over the news in uh, international news you know um, like finding some and they didn't find it for you know you said this you said they they uh, there found wasn't a loophole yeah. about taxing and like using names and a lot it was like pages pages of a lawyer material like the the worst part of this ruling government is they use they work so much you know i think they could be like the hardest working people in turkey this ruling government you know i mean congratulations to them you know because they they work very hard you know you can see it from type's eyes like the eye eye bag volume of his like i don't know what he call in english but the it's ridiculous yes. he, he looks like a Zombie. They organize incredibly, and uh, that's they one work of their, so much, and they found so many false stuff about a uh, Aydın Doğan, and now Aydın Doğan kisses the hands of um, you know wife of the prime minister, and every time he sees him, he sees her, you know, th- this is where it comes to. I mean, um, you scare someone, make an example of someone, and then uh, other media can't say anything. Uh, my school was, you know. Um, it wasn't burned down. What do you say? Demolished. My middle school was demolished uh, because the the organization who owned it wasn't a person. It wasn't like a profit school. Um, the organization Bakif Okulu, the organization that owned my middle school, was also owned a newspaper agency. And then uh, yeah. you know, apparently, typed didn't like some of the stuff they published. Um, they bring this stupid argument about you know you did this architecture wrong in the wrong place without taxes um, on, on a Friday night they give a notice we're gonna demolish your school on a Sunday and Friday everything is closed you can't go to the courts you know yeah. and two days later a 600 cops came 600 cops came and demolished my school um, which I graduated years ago. It's middle school. It's like the school before high school. But it's still, you know, it's it's not just emotional. It's political, you know. But, I mean, this is... And that wasn't in the news a lot, you know. Yeah, I never remember you seeing know, nobody, the news. Nobody knows this. And imagine so many other stuff. That's not in the news. <laughs> We're and talking about changes, media oppression. He changes media as he wishes, you know. He, yeah. he sends a boat to uh, Israel... A, a, with a lot of cameras and blah blah blah while he's doing uh, something else it's like an illusion trick you know look at my right hand while I do exactly a corruption in my left hand you know <laughs> he changes the, the topic of the media all the time do, do you remember the abortion talk how <laughs> abo- ab- what, what did he say to, to, abortion is to kill or something I don't, know. I don't know it's very easy to go against abortion but come on oh 
my friend just texted me saying this this show wouldn't be broadcasted in Turkey. <laughs> That's what we have now. We're broadcasting from an like academic environment. Yeah. Anyways, anyways, um, this hardworking political party, and we don't know what to do with it. Like young people do Gezi, but I think Gezi. Uh, Serge, what What do you think it started? Do you think it? I don't. Th- it I don't. I don't want to talk about that. I mean. It was a peaceful protest, and then people. Uh, peaceful from, from was, the perspective yeah, of the public. Yeah, they were just saying, you know, you can't cut down this tree, man. And then they started camping, um, reading books, open a public library in the park, you know, days and sleeping there, just not to cut trees. And then what happened is, six hundred like cops five, again. Yeah, six hundred <laughs> cops is a good number for him, I guess. <laughs> At five a.m. or six a.m., whatever, you know, in the down, he goes, burns man. the campers, you know, chases them away with uh, gas bombs, and then that was like these kids didn't know that was gonna hit, what was gonna hit them, you know? Exactly. It was ridiculous. I mean, the and then the adjustment of power on their sense uh, got people mad. And this happens in every country. A monk burns himself, a teacher burns himself, and starts the uh, Arab Spring, you know. And those, before cutting down the trees, a, the burning of the tents started Gezi protest, and a lot of people went there, you know. Burning as a motive. It's yeah, burning. I think. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know. We it's, don't it's, want to joke about that, man. No, like, it's, it's not a joke. Monk, the bur- yeah. No, but the burning is a serious thing. Which is Anyways, from uh, the ashes is something uh, something reborn. I think you know? besides then, uh, after the like after math of Gezi protest, uh, what people learned and uh, what I saw from Twitter is I keep saying this in social events as well that they can resist differently, not only through they can't trust the, the popular media because people went. You know, this is the news we got from. Um, Like uh, of the news uh, of the Kurdish wars, you know, and yeah. a lot of people be, be is brought up with for like when I was 14, I still didn't know like Kurds. I thought Kurds, Kurdish being Kurdish was an uh, organization in PKK, like you know, they don't teach this, and um, the media is very rough on the um, Kurdish people. But what's and after the Gezi protest, all in Twitter, what I saw and what I like, what got me goosebumps was, um, you know, the people saying sorry to the Kurdish people, saying we got the same news from these people who didn't broadcast anything about Gezi for three days. You know, Taksim Square uh, was being burned like it was a war zone, and no, no news channel uh, was there. There was a one, one and a half, like maybe two. Okay, two, the but, second one came after, but one. Um, but it's important to remember. What is ironic is we're still very dependent on the media to continue whatever we want to say against the government, and one of the things is always sharing whatever is being created through maybe the arts or humor or anything that's written you know in academic way any kind of columns articles everything is being still shared through social media and that's how people are still coming together yeah right? things about social media is if it's urgent and if it's right now you get the news before the uh, mainstream media yeah. but in twitter what you get Um, after the aftermath, like after everything is down, there's so many people who, like being a journalist, is combining bunch of news. 
combining a bunch of uh, you know elements to p- put down to your essay you know it's yeah. almost academic no but But what, and you don't get that in Twitter. You don't get like a, a like a uh, th- thorough view of what's happening and what has happened and what will happen next. You know, in Twitter, what you get is okay. This is happening. It's shit. And then that's what happens in Twitter. You know, it's urgent. It's right now. It's in your face. But okay, there. It, it was important three days ago. If you follow Twitter, nothing happens. No, but what? It, this, this is something very important. When you say people learned st- uh, stop trusting this, uh, you know, mass media, what happened is people who were, you know, for Gezi and the movement that's happening now, completely, you know, with- withdrew from uh, this, the mass media and trusts and even just looks at the social media now. Whereas people that are in the, you know, again, from the governments in power who support the government are still, you know, very much influenced and get their news from the mass media so what happened is what Tayyip wanted that sort of a depolarization of the society there is no more you know uh, reconciliation or any kind of a consensus happening you know I think that's that's very important to think about that it's a different kind of a conflict that's happening now there is this um thing after the Nazis that people say you know and, and in Taib's case they I've seen this around um, this writing of someone they said it goes um, when they came for the socialist um, and took them away I didn't say anything because I wasn't a socialist when they came for the Republicans and I didn't speak out because I wasn't a socialist Then they came to the writers, and I didn't speak because I wasn't a writer. Then they came for me, and there was no one for no one for uh, to speak out for me. And I think this gives an, a good outline to see what's happening. I mean, everybody thinks they're taking part. I mean, going to Gezi and forming a stupid political party. I mean, if. If only it made a difference, you know. You think it's not making a difference? I think it's a stupid way of going around opening a party. There's a 10% to get into parliament, which is still high, and everybody debates why would you open a par- uh, open a party? Instead, go to the someone uh, like uh, JAP who has uh, votes enough, and he they're like the second uh, party. You know, in the parliament, yeah, the, the go to oppo- them. Say, opponent. "This is our. This is what we want. Can you, you know, can you give it to us?" Yeah, and there should have been better communication with um, the second party, with uh, Gezi people, the young people. And Turkey is so young in age. A age population was around like twenty four or something when yeah, I was it's, it's like four years ago. I don't know what's now. Because we three, three children, four. Whatever. It's very sad.
rosário da amargura que eu rezo todos os dias os teus olhos
listening to Lion's Milk, WNY.org. 10th of November. Atatürk. Yeah, uh, enough about, you know, modern politics. I want to talk about Atatürk and, um, you know, what the way he ruled the company. I w- <laughs> company. <laughs> <laughs> the, the way yeah, he ruled no, people the people of <laughs> Turkey <laughs> that's what happens when you start looking for jobs huh? <laughs> anyways um, what there, there's always this you know understanding Atatürk and everyone thinks they understand Atatürk and they they feel themselves close <laughs> I, I think it has yeah it emphasized to them you know and it's, it has a very large relationship with the way we grow up you know I, saying Atatürk is this Atatürk is that you know you un- you don't understand about politics and you know about Atatürk so much it doesn't make sense at first uh, but later That's on true. you know stones uh, come into place and I'm going to talk about a different stones Tasha you're not I want to talk about um, his um, the direct transition would be his tables, you know. What when he used to have people over um, uh, a in his you know dinner to talk about politics and to talk about more importantly not just politics, but if he's gonna do. Um, something new about the alphabet something new about the schooling system he would have you know academic or uh, people who's been dealing with those issues um, for a while who's respected in those areas he would have them in an L-shaped um, you know dinner setting and then it's not just a dinner like a you know you, you would think from a company no drinks but like he would drink man. he would drink Rucker, he would smoke uh, cigarettes. Uh, he would um, talk for hours. It would. There is no like you know nine to ten, nine to eleven, nine to twelve. They would speak for hours. There's so many stories that come from them, and um, I think, of course, he, you know, he founded a parliament and everything. But before that even just to conversate about a certain issue he was going to address next day in the parliament he would have those guests um, in in a very warm environment um, you know very according uh, to the plan where, where everybody's sitting and everything and then at the times you could do that I'm not saying that like those are the days you could you know, it's like what you could do at the time and um it's like an aspect to think about when you're trying to understand Atatürk. You know, I really think he was... This is totally my personal view, but I think he was sick of what he was doing. He's, he was an army person, and he was trying to um, reform the country in a very liberal, you know, um, in every way fitting to the European setting um, in a post-war environment, which was very hard. I think... You have to think of those things, you know. Um, I don't know what to say, but there's this one um, story that I have. And uh, me and Sarjan are from Izmir and, and Greece. Um, this one story, 
we, I grew up, I'm uh, saying, you know, in 1923, in Kordon, in Izmir. Um, is sitting, you know, in Naim Palace, which is a very nice palace, um, with a balcony that's facing the sunset. Um, there is Leblebi, what he likes the most, with Raku. And uh, the waitress is, is a young uh, Greek kid, he goes Atatürk uh, you know sounds he says Vre Dimitri come over here you know and Dimitri goes uh, of course Pasha uh, what would you what, what do you ask for me um, Atatürk doesn't ask anything he's asking your your Kosti Sizin Kosti you know um, and he's uh, he's implying the Greek king Constantine he asks your Kosti did he come here you know he's talking about the times when Izmir was conquered by the Greeks and Dimitri goes yeah he came Pasha and Astrid goes did he sit at this table Dimitri goes yes Pasha Astrid says did he drink Raku when uh, at the time at sunset Dimitri goes, he, did, he didn't drink uh, Pasha. Atuk goes, didn't you ask Dimitri, then why the hell would, you, would he conquer Izmir and not have a drink in this balcony at this time with sunset? <laughs> That's beautiful. And that drink, I say drink in, in the sake of the English language, but it's, the drink is Raku, you know. And I think it's very sentimental. I, I don't know. I really it's the sofra, the, the, like the, the, yeah, the culture and the customs of the. You have mail. I think, I think he really liked that. Um, I mean, he was going after refah, you know, like libertism and living conditions, um, and no one would go after those um, values if they didn't have in themselves you know if he didn't go to a bulgaria in a sofia to that um, opera he wouldn't yes he wouldn't know those western values you know mm-hmm. i think uh, those aspects that made ataturk a, a, a cultured man you know there's no picture of ataturk without uh, a very chic, amazing dress, you know, like you, you wouldn't see him out of the bed. If There's a picture I saw on Facebook today. Uh, he's sleeping in his bed, like his last days, you know. What a rude picture to take, first of all. <laughs> and still, even in that picture, he's like a proper saint, man. Not those like, you know, huge... Uh, sculptures you see in Europe is like a proper saint he's made of men coming from um, Balkan area of what used to be Ottoman and um, he educated himself to be a cultured man and that's what he expected from us to be yeah and I think it's really something do you think he would be disappointed I don't, I don't think it's a question it's <laughs> <laughs> the question is how disappointed he will be. <laughs> yeah, that was the inception I wanted to do. 
Um, anyways, are we gonna talk after this? Maybe. Because I wanted to introduce the songs after. We will. We will talk just before the songs. Okay.
This song is uh, the song coming up is Münir Nuretin Selçuk, and um, I think if Atat- I don't know if Atatürk knows the song, but I know if he knew, like he would love this song. Kadar dertliyim bilsen Acımıyor musun sen Hasretin kalbimi neden yorsun Gelmiyorsun, gelmiyorsun Dönmeyecek misin geri Ey yeşil gözlü peri Gözüm yolda bekliyorum her gün Bir öksüz gibi bütün Gel ki Gönlüme neşe saçılsın Bir gülüşünle günler açılsın Artık beni sevindir Kalbime saplansın dedin derin Senin uzun kirpiklerin Karanlık sardı her yeri Kaldır şu perdeleri Sen yoksun diye güneşte söndü Odam zindana döndü I wasn't, I, I don't think I was clear on the uh, announcement before. What I wanted to say was, Munir um, Nuretin Selçuk, the guy who, lis- who just listened, um, I think he is a very important person. Um, he was born in, I think, 1901. And what he plays is, we call Turkish classical music. Um, but the song we're gonna play next um, has all the values of Turkish classical music which means 
you have a huge orchestra behind you with a bunch of Turkish instruments. And we played only one song like that to you. Um, is this is this the one that we also have at home, the Stone record? Or is it a different one? It's a different one. Okay. This one, if I found the record of this, I would be, I don't know, the happiest person alive. Because this song that's about to come um, has a Turkish classical singer who's used to have an orchestra behind um, with kanuns and oud and a bunch of musician instruments to go with that tone. But he plays that tone um, with only violin and piano. And I think it's very powerful. And I think Atatürk would love this. Love this. Oh, <laughs> 
Kötü şeyler değil, her zaman iyi ve haklı olduğu şeyleri yapmalıyız. Peki polis ne geliyor? Dünyada iyilik olmasa, savaş, güvenlik. Polisler hep böyle gaz bombası Göz yanması. Ağaçlar kesiliyor ve ben üzülüyorum. Ağaçlar bir daha büyüyecek ama bir ben bu ağaçların kalmasını istiyorum. Çünkü ağaçlar çok güzel. Polis biber gazı. Ve sizleri tutuklar. Polislerin akıllarını deli gibi kullanıyor. Peki özgürlük deyince neler geliyor aklıma? Yani öksürlüğü 